Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. This is your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Man, I'm enjoying the uh, the Darion Chance connection here. Nice backdoor cut. To an easy layup for Chance McMillan from Darian Williams, and then tackle out an easy bucket on the other end. <laughs> How are you, sir? Man, I am uh, living the dream. Baseball's back. <laughs> Basketball's here. Uh, modern medicine, antibiotics working miracles. Oh, oh of course medicine. that goes in. Antibi- it's beautiful. No, it's ugly. Well, I'm talking about the the TCU making that. I was talking about antibiotics. Oh yeah, yeah, antibiotics are great. They're uh, they're helping us through a round of strep throat in the family. So, uh, so here we go. Um, yeah, man, we're good, excited. Um, watched three baseball games this weekend. I wanted to watch the one today, but did not work out. I listened to a little bit of it. Gavin Cash maybe breaking out of his slump. Granted, it had it, it came against uh, not a great UTS UTA team, but uh, two for five with a homer tonight. So that's good news. Following his weekend of suck, um, I think he went what? It's a little harsh. He went like two for fifteen it's this it's weekend. Weekend, with like bro. Nine strikeouts. <laughs> Let the man break in his cleats. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not saying he sucks. I'm just saying he had a crappy weekend. Oh, okay. That's all. Okay. How Ooh. do you leave Kerwin Walton open? Wow. Man, you got to know where that man is. Splashes so for those three. of you who <clears throat> aren't sure where we are in the game and are <laughs> listening later, as most are, <laughs> Tech is currently down 52 to 48 against TCU. So this is, this will be kind of our, our thing basically, because tech plays, I know they play again, eight o'clock next Tuesday against Texas. I don't know, some school in Austin. Yeah. yeah they play Austin. They play Austin on uh Oh, Lindsay left it short. Come on, dude. That's my new thing. So they took they they lost in Ames, and now they're taking uh, taking on Fort Worth here in Lubbock. Good defense. They just stole the ball from Fort McMilland. Worth. McMillan. Ooh, McMillan. <laughs> Who's McMillan? Anyways, so we're watching Ooh, the TCU added, basketball. I didn't game. Add a D there. Uh, we can play the tape back. 
Um, we're going to talk about opening weekend of baseball. <laughs> Idiot. Um, and then uh, give you an instant reaction to this game whenever it goes final. Oh my gosh, Pop Isaac sits a shot for the first time in like two weeks. Look at that. Um, he's, he's having a rough go. He's having a rough go right now. Um, I, I was going to lump Joe Tucson in there. He's put up like 40 points in the last few games. Like, like we can yeah. cool the, the, the heat there on, on Tucson. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> um, Texas Tech with that pulls back within two, 52, 50, 12, 50 to go and a half in the game. Um, and then we'll get to uh basketball previews. We've got eh. well TCU night. Look, they're going to be a review. UCF on Saturday and Waco, not Waco, Austin. So yeah. Orlando and Austin this week in the following. That's right. Week. Um, Texas Tech versus the city of Orlando. I think the biggest thing that we should talk about, Michael, is how very close I was to the uh, the baseball stuff. Uh, we'll yeah, talk, we'll talk about. I'm, about I'm that. good with starting. We can start there. Okay, we'll start there. Um, this if, week, if you would like, you go two and one in the Shriners College Classic, or whatever they're calling it, uh, in Arlington. You're still there in Arlington. You played UT Arlington tonight, and then you'll play Oregon State tomorrow. Um. You like I said, you went two and one the first half ish or so against uh Tennessee was like holy smokes, it's a pitcher's duel. Um because that guy that that that, that Tennessee put out there was throwing gas. Uh I forget his name. Um I have my book right here. I can tell you who it was. Two seconds. You kept your book? Two seconds longer. Uh, Russell, they, what, what miffed me, Tennessee used two pitchers on the night, uh, on Friday, Russell that's, went four innings, incredible, four innings in the third, and then Causey threw four innings in two thirds, both gave up three hits. Russell gave up two runs and they're both earned one walk, 10 strikeouts. Causey comes in for the second half of the game, basically. Three hits, no runs, no walks, seven strikeouts, which means your Red Raiders, my Red Raiders, struck out 17 times on opening day against two pitchers. Um, you went full staff Friday night. You pitched three, six, seven guys, not full staff, but Kyle Robinson got your day one start. And again, to start the game, Kyle Robinson versus A. Russell, whatever his first name was, it was electric, man. Back and forth. Uh, Robinson went three and two thirds, gave up four hits, three runs. Only two of them earned. Uh, and they came in the fourth inning. Texas Tech responded with the two. They, they got off of um, Russell in the fifth before they bounced him. Um, and then it went Bridges for two thirds. Rhodes made his, his debut for two thirds. Lysett came in. Uh, against two batters, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, he only went two batters, but gave up a single and a double, then it was pulled. Sanders came in and kind of steadied the ship. He went two innings. Sanders went two innings, no hits, no runs, no walks, three Ks. 
Jacob Rogers, who I thought was a potential starter at some point, came in uh, and gave you two thirds, uh, one hit, three runs, and all earned. The dude came in and walked the bases loaded, essentially. Um, no, sorry. He walked his first two batters, got a foul out, then walked the bases loaded. Um, and then his fifth person he saw hits a sack fly, uh, moves everybody up one, sixth batter hits a single, um, and that's where you get your three runs. Anyways, he's pulled, and then uh, Hudson Parker comes in and goes the final inning in a third, gives up just one hit, no runs, 1K. So um, game one, like you faced some electric pitching from Tennessee, your offense. Um, had stretches where it looked like you saw flashes like this could this could be a really fun offense, really electric. Um, Kevin Bazell stole a base. <laughs> like what? Your your catcher stealing bases? Yeah, man, we're stealing bases. Period. In game one, that's bottom that's of big. the bottom of the first. He gets the first hit of the game. He's batting third. Gets a single, and then like on the first pitch, steals second. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, it fell apart there when when, when Rogers walked the bases loaded and and then had all those uh, those couple of hits. Uh, that happened in the eighth. Uh, otherwise, it's a three-two game. Wow, hairball! They're gonna let them hear it at the United Supermarkets Arena. Um, yeah, you would love to cut down the strikeouts, but like knowing the 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 value, the strength of the pitching you saw, like that was not a bad opening game, and it was it was fun until it wasn't, but. Like it was entertaining baseball. Like it was fun to be there. Sorry, I wasn't there. It was fun to watch. Um, let, let's. Let, How let's was go. the Flow Sports experience? Okay, so I heard a lot of people complain about it. It wasn't terrible. Uh, I didn't like their rotation of of whoever was in the booth, but like they weren't they weren't bad. Um, the broadcast itself was was clean. There weren't like I didn't have any, any huge complaints or issues with it. Uh, score bug seemed fine. It it seemed like it was a pitch behind for a while, like the pitch count was off. Uh, but I, that may have been just early on because I think it. I feel like it got cleaned up a little bit. Um, I mean, no, I don't enjoy spending thirty dollars to watch it, but uh, the I, I don't I don't the illegal stream link didn't come through until after dirty purchases <laughs> so i wasn't hooked up with the stream link but um no fr- no free ads no free ads with the illegal streams streamers yeah i'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna tell you who it was or where they got it from <laughs> but uh it's a guy with a cell phone in front of his flow sports anyways I, I was flow, not flow, flow sports account i was enjoying the the discord fire gardener uh, uh, what, what is, what is the, the tongue in cheek? Like, no, 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 no. It, it was, it was in game one. It was very like, it was very, it was overplayed to a point. Like it was like, 
okay, it's game one yeah. like, of a 55 game season. It's not the end of the world. There were some people like, this is the same stuff that was happening last year. Just a sign of things to come. I was like, well, time will tell. Maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> game one against a top 10 team. Um, it's fine. Let's talk about the starting lineup though. Okay. Um, pre-game, I didn't know how the infield would shake out, especially up the middle. I thought Lopez may, uh, Tracer Lopez was going to get uh, over at short. And I thought you had a possibility there between, um, well, at short, I thought it was going to be Tracer Lopez or uh, Travis Sanders, Will Burns, uh, TJ Pompey. Um, what ended up happening was Tracer played short. Sorry, Tracer played second. He started all three games at second. Pompey played all three games uh, at short. And Pompey, wow. Like super impressive um, start to his Red Raider career. Um, I don't have numbers like queued up and and, and tallied. Um, His first hit as a Red Raider came in the fifth inning against Tennessee it was a two-run triple. So he struck out his first A-B, then hits a two-run triple um, and strikes out. So he goes one for three against Tennessee, then gets the start again uh, day two uh, and goes two for four uh, with a, a double and a single um, on Saturday versus Nebraska. And, just super impressive start. I, I was going to just say that. So up the middle, uh, second base, Tracer Lopez, he he was your, your leadoff man all weekend. Um, Gavin Cash, not a surprise, held down first base all weekend. Uh, Kevin Bazell, catcher all weekend. Cade McGee, third base. Uh, we expected with how everything, like how he was recruited in, in his career at Gonzaga. Um, impressive. All the way around, like he had, he had good professional at bats. Had played really well defensively, um, and you'd expect that as an upperclassman. But like he came in and immediately, like proved his 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 significance, his impact. Um, so your infield, right to left, Gavin Cash, Tracer Lopez, T.J. Pompey, Cade McGee, and then Kevin Bazell behind the dish. Um, Outfield, uh, I was a little bit more unsure because we, we'd heard that Austin Green was going to get moved out to the outfield. He he did play in the outfield. Uh, I said left field. Damian Bravo got all three games in left and uh, made a name for himself, especially defensively. Um, was really good out there. Um, patrolling left field. Gage Harrelson got your start in center, although you did see Will Burns get the start uh, at center. Was it against Nebraska or Oregon? It was against Nebraska, but um, Harrelson did did, did come in. Uh, he, he may have come back against Oregon. And then in right field was um, Austin Green. And he made some really good defensive uh, plays out there uh, in a at least new to, to us position for him. So outfield left to right was Damian Bravo, Gage Harrelson, and then Will Burns, and then out and right, Austin Green. 
um, Austin Green, Owen Washburn kind of flip-flopped also uh, DHing. You got uh, Woodcox at DH. Um, Green came in to, to pinch hit for, for Woodcox against Nebraska as the DH. Um, Washburn was your, your opening day DH. So I think offensively, um, you've got you've got opportunity for, for some power when um, Lopez came in. When was it? It was against Nebraska. No. Shoot. I, I, I can't remember when it was. It was, um, it may have been against Nebraska. Yeah. He came with the bases loaded and very nearly hit a grand slam. It like was just a couple of feet short. Um, that was super impressive to see his power at a low altitude professional ballpark. One that plays big, like we know that globe life does. Um, and then he came back and then hit a home run, um, on Sunday against Oregon. Um, which was cool to see Gavin cash did have some, some offensive struggles. Um, maybe just, just getting used to just this new season. Um, and maybe he's just the the approach is a little bit different, or, or maybe he's being pitched to differently. It's you know early enough that we I don't I don't know yet. Um, on the mound, like I said, you had Kyle Robinson go game one. Uh, Zane Petty went game two, but he only went two innings, uh, and then he got backed up by Mac Hoyer, uh, who I thought was a, a potential starter, and he, he may still be a starter, um, but because because Petty was pulled so so quickly. Um, Hoyer may also be like in the starting rotation at some point. Um, But on Saturday it was petty. He went two innings, one, one hit, two runs, four walks and a K Hoyer came in, went three and a third, five hits, one run, one earned, no walks, two Ks. Ryan free came in who I thought was potential as a closer. Um, He went two and two thirds, two hits, no runs, no walks, three Ks. And then Huddera came in and finished that one out. Uh, one full inning, two hits, one K. Um, sat, uh, sorry, Sunday uh, was the game that I was a little bit more more nervous about the way it started versus the way it ended. Um, you put up six runs in the second, and you're like, man, we're just going to blow this thing open. We're just going to uh, enjoy an offensive day. Um, but what ended up happening... Second inning starts off with a McGee walk, Owen Washburn's singles. Uh, then they both advance uh, McGee and Washburn on a wild pitch. Bravo doubles, Harrelson walks, Pompey singles. Um, Lopez here is the one where he almost hits the, the the grand slam. They change pitchers. Austin Green home hits a home run, a three run shot. Um, Bazell singles. Cash pops up, McGee walks, and then Washburn strikes out. Uh, McGee walked twice in an inning, which is just impressive on its own to not only bat twice, but to walk twice in the same inning. So you get is six that in the runs. second inning? Yeah, in the second inning against Oregon on Sunday. Oh my gosh, yeah, makes sense. Um, 
Oregon responds with four runs in the top of the fifth. So it was 6-0 for the third and fourth innings. Top of the fifth rolls around. Oregon bites here for four. Um, and this is while... Let's see, who was pitching? Was it... Hold on. I don't have it written in my book, so I have to like flip back and forth on the, on the page here. Um, Jack Washburn. Yeah. Um, he, he also had a fantastic start to his Red Raider career. Um, went four innings, had some really great stuff, at least for the first time through the lineup. Uh, ended up giving up six hits, three runs. They were all earned. One walk and six strikeouts. Um, TCU and, and Texas Tech just traded threes. That was nice. Um, but it came apart there in the fifth um, for for Washburn before he got pulled. Um, and he faced three batters in the in the fifth where he gave up two. Um, and uh, ultimately, the third run that scored uh, that was attributed to him is um, what closed the book, and they went on to score one more uh, when Sanders came in to pitch for Bridges. So you saw Bridges and Sanders twice uh, on the weekend. Um, once Oregon uh, scored four in the fifth, it was a little, little back and forth. Texas Tech answered with one in the in the fifth. Oregon puts up two uh, in the sixth. So it's a six to seven or, or seven to six game. Then um, you put up your own two in the sixth. They put up one in the seventh. You put up one in the seventh. Uh, and then you hold them scoreless the rest of the game where you put up one in the eighth. You go up 11 to seven there. Uh, I think the most exciting thing was when Max Huffling came in, or at least from, from, from pitching wise on Sunday, besides the great start you got from Washburn was what you saw from Huffling. And of course you got the great quote from uh, Tadlock after the game, which I don't know if you, if you saw, I, I'm sure you've all seen it. I did. Um, yeah. But Don Williams asked, like, hey, when, what, what did your staff, what was your staff's reaction uh, when y'all saw that Huffling hit the portal? Uh, call him. Just <laughs> <laughs> this fantastic deadpan humor from him. And um, obviously, you got him on campus, but Huffling goes the final three on Sunday, does not get the win. He gets the save, uh, gives up six hits. Um, but struck out seven and they were like, he's, he's a ballsy pitcher. Like he's at least, and this outing was super emotional and just wore it on his sleeve. You could tell how fired up he was every single time he got somebody out. Um, like I said, goes three innings, six hits, one run. It was earned, but seven strikeouts, no walks. Um, that was just, it was, I don't know, it was a, a lot of fun to watch him pitch. I'm excited that he's, he's on our, our, our team. So you, you end the weekend um, two and one. You ended up scoring, what is that, eight, 19 runs uh, over the weekend. And then you put up 13 more today. Um, so you got a little, little offense going. Today you had Trumbello start for you on the mound. Uh, and he went, uh, let's see, hold on real quick. We were the visitor tonight. 
Uh, Trombello went four full innings, four hits, no runs, four Ks, no walks. Uh, you got your first look at uh, Trenton Parrish. He went a full inning but gave up three hits and a run. Um, Hudson Parker came back. Um, he pitched on Friday. He went up, He went an inning. Loose went an inning. Coe went an inning. And Case went an inning. Um, Parker, Loose, Coe, and Case all combined for no hits, no runs, and four more strikeouts. So you got one walk to eight strikeouts on the night from your pitching staff. Um, besides Parrish, who gave up the one run, um, you posted a .94 ERA for the game. Um, offensively, Tracer Lopez, again, started you off. Um, went one, sorry, 0 for 2 officially, but three walks and a strikeout tonight. Um, Travis Sanders uh, came in and 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 played some at second base in place of Lopez after he got lifted for a pinch hit. Austin Green was out in right field. Uh, Drew Woodcox came into right field. Bazell and Rivers both caught some behind the dish. It was good to see Rivers get some some time. He got one official at bat, but it went 0 for 1. Bazell went 2 for 5 with two runs. Cash went 2 for 5 with two RBIs and a home run and a walk. Um... McGee, one for five. Washburn, two for four. Uh, Stripling got a, a pinch hit appearance. Uh, I went one for one. Damian Bravo, one for four. Pompey, one for four. Harrelson, one for three. Um, so not the greatest. Um, not the greatest offensive output, like in terms of average. But when you put up, what I say? 26 runs, 24. Well, well, what did I say? It was 19 <laughs> it was, it was, over the first. It was 19. Plus the 13. Yeah. That's 32. 32 runs in four games. You're averaging eight runs a game. Um, man, you'll, you'll take that kind of production. Uh, like I said, you got Oregon State next. Another top 10 matchup. Uh, probably not facing their, their, their top of the line pitching. Uh, being a midweek in their, you know, they're at where they're at in their schedule, but um, I'm excited about baseball season being back, man. I mean, I was encouraged by the the way this team came out and battled against some good pitching, uh, despite having the 17 strikeouts. You did, um, you did bounce back. I, I gotta say, so. Uh, we got a comment: getting smoke in the USA. I, are you a TCU fan saying that we're, we're getting beat up? I mean, we're down 10. Not smoked. Not great. Maybe there's fire. Maybe where there's smoke, there's fire. And Texas Tech is about to go on a run. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying, I'm trying to be positive. But yeah, oh. it's it's not looking great here. Of and course, and then we get an and one. From Kyron Lindsay, Lindsay with a strong mm-hmm. move at the bucket. A chance to make a three-point play the old-fashioned way. Kerwin Walton just hit one off the side of the backboard from the sideline. So he's not great, Bob. That wasn't that wasn't great, but it wasn't his range. I think he was a little too close. He needed to be behind the arc. Yeah, and it probably would have been a splash. That's all. So tomorrow's game against Oregon State noon first pitch. Um, they're in Arlington, 
And then you're. Do these guys have timeshares in Arlington or what? They've been there since they do now. Thursday. Uh, your first home game will Friday? be Friday afternoon versus Texas Southern, a whole weekend series against Texas Southern. I forget their uh, their mascot. I know I could tell you were reaching for it, but I don't. I couldn't help you. <laughs> Who are they? I'm gonna say the Bobcats. Nope, that's Texas State. Uh, oh, man, I don't remember. But yeah. Like you said, they play them Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they're off for a full week, if I read the schedule correctly. The Tigers. The Tigers. The Tigra. So they're off until oh. the 1st of March. Pop Isaacs. <clears throat> Lay up there. Hit every, after that. Sorry. Hit every every inch of the of the rim there before it finally fell in. Down by 6. 5.30 to go. Hey, that's his... It's his third shot of the night to go down, so I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, no cheap foul. That is a terrible foul. And I think he's got, yeah, that's his fourth. That's the fourth foul on Williams. <laughs> that looked We're right. all Grant McCaslin in that moment. Oh man, he was rolling his eyes. That was that was a great camera camera work there. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Yeah, this one's it's not over, but uh, yeah, down 69-63 with 5.33 left. Let's go Red Raiders. Okay, where are we heading next? Well, I was going to say, and not that, far, no, not, that, not that far removed or not that far away from getting started with uh, Big 12 conference play. You get the Longhorns um, March 8th. Yeah, that and weekend you get to series. host them, yeah. which is great. For probably the last series until our children are our age or something. Or ever. Oh, who knows? Yeah, or ever. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's swing around to football real quick. There was some football news. Uh, I'm sure you all oh, saw. Oh, yeah, it. that's right. Uh, the college football playoff committee uh, came out. Chiron Lindsay, good gravy, dude. That was fantastic. I know, game. right? Let's see. Where's he at? Chiron Lindsay. Eight he's points, got four rebounds. Eight points, four of eight shooting. Nice. Okay. Playoff, uh, 12-team playoff uh, came out, announced with the form- formally announced the 5 plus 7 format. So you'll get the, the highest ranked group of 5, sorry, not group of 5, highest ranked Power 5 conference champions plus the next 7 highest ranked at large, at large teams. Um. So what this means is you're going to get eight SEC schools. <laughs> no, you, you'll get you'll get six yeah, SEC schools. My math schools. is right. Seven plus one is eight. <laughs> uh, no, it's going to split a little bit, a little bit more uh, equitably between the SEC and Big Ten. You'll get six <laughs> SEC and three Big Ten. Yeah, and maybe then one four begrudging. On a, yeah, on a. And good year for the Big Ten. One Big 12 team that they don't want to be there. And one ACC team, if the ACC still exists. Well, the so the holdup in, in getting this announced was was the Pac-12. Because they, they technically still have a, an automatic tie-in here as, as a conference champion. So, so who's it going to be? Washington State or Oregon State? Yeah, I think uh, 
I think the Big 12 champion is is going they're going to have less eyes rolled about making it into the playoff than the Pac-12 champion. Fewer eyes rolled. Um That's true. I'll take it. It does open I'm really up. Really excited playoff. to see Arizona make the playoff next year. No, cuz they're going to be in the Big 12 next year. And and they're going to be having to do it with I, I, a new. I said what I said. You think they're going to win the Big Twelve in year one with a new head coach? New coach, yeah. They got the mojo, man. They're good. The new coach bump. Um, they got the new. <laughs> Just gonna make know, it look easy. Jed Fish was pretty good. It's not like they were. Like oh yeah oh oh I don't know how they got how they got that. So Tech was down by ten. Not that long ago, and now Tech's down by four. Basketball. I sound like John Rothstein or whatever. Oh, lights just went out. I just say something obvious, and then I say basketball. Uh, did did like the lights actually go out? Like, what's or is this like something they do? This doesn't seem intentional. This does not seem intentional. They don't have shows like this. Light shows like this at the at the USA. Everybody pulling their phones. Yeah, I, I doubt this yeah, is supposed like to be happening. Three fifty. So the under four timeout, like the lights just went completely black. Um, and they came back on low level. Call it the back call off. It. Then back. No, don't call it. We're down. Still down by four. Um, <laughs> gosh. Okay, so you do get the possibility of uh, a group of five team sneaking in here. Uh, much more so mm-hmm. than than in previous years. You could get two Big Twelve teams, um, but what's likely going to happen is going you're going to get the five champions, and the rest are going to be filled out from the SEC and the Big Ten. So, but there's that. And the other thing I want to talk see, about: Have you seen? Have you seen like a model or something showing what it would have been this year? No, but that's probably not that hard to look up. Let's see. Uh, I know. I was trying to. College football. Okay. Fox Sports has one that says, here's what it would look like. So, (laughs) uh, one Michigan, two Washington, three Texas, four Alabama, five Florida State. So, pretty, pretty darn close there. And then six Georgia. Georgia would play number 11, Ole Miss. Florida State would play number 12, Liberty. Number seven, Ohio State would have hosted or played uh, number 10, Penn State. Yeah, they would have hosted. And then number eight, Oregon would have played number nine, Mizzou. I would have watched that. That's some compelling football. And I think Liberty and Florida State would have been probably a pretty good game. And then whoever won that one would have gotten crushed. But oh well. I don't know about that's the playoffs, baby. Liberty and Florida State because I think I think Florida State won. They they dropped a lot because of of, uh, of injuries. But I think out of any anybody of like recent memory, if you've ever heard of a team that did not want to be there, like they were all set up and and hoping to get in, into the playoffs and missed it. And then it felt like they just mailed it in, like could not care. <laughs> Granted, they also ran up against Georgia, who was like, y'all want to <laughs> leave us out of the playoff? Let's let's show you why you shouldn't have done that. 
they had the opposite reaction to being left out of the playoff, the complete polar opposite. But I think Georgia in their past two bowl games uh, put up like 120 points, <laughs> which yeah, is just insane. ridiculous. Because uh, one of those was a national title game. Uh, and the other yep. was a consolation. You didn't make the playoffs, but here's here's a New Year's Six Bowl. Against a team that should have made the playoffs, maybe, if they were healthy. Um, so anyways, so there's that. And then Josh Cochran on the Tech Tech staff promoted a run game coordinator um, up from... Which is a new position? It is. Um, okay. He was tight ends coach, correct? No. What was he? Yes. I'm fairly certain he was tight ends. So is he still tight ends? Is no one coaching the tight ends now? I thought he was doing both. Yeah. He he, he could still be tight end coach and run game coordinator. Kyron Lindsay trying to get that double double by like putting in work, man. I think you just picked up two. Oh, Joe T. Oh, Joe. Yeah, he's got seven rebounds. We picked up three rebounds in the last couple minutes. Oh, I thought that was him oh again. yeah, McMillan grabbed another one though. See, see, I don't add a D to the end of McMillan. You, I'm pretty sure you did that one time. Oh no, well that was there's okay. no way he was hunting that foul. That's okay. If I did, it was intentional because he was playing good defense. McMillan. Anywho's so, I don't. I don't know what this means to the offensive staff besides you you created a position <laughs> and then filled it internally. Um pay raise, pay bump. Yeah, and it, it may New have been position bump. Been uh uh we we're, we're gonna do what we can to 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 keep Cochran on staff and to uh recognize and um whatever, whatever. They're they're trying to 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 do well by him. <laughs> I don't know why I'm blanking on, on my words. tonight. this is a great thing for a podcast. Um, well, it does say, I mean, it does say in the official tweet, Josh Cochran has been promoted to run game coordinator. And then in the graphic, it says tight ends slash run game coordinator. So he's still a tight ends coach, but also, determining where Taj Brooks will go. (laughs) It's good. It's good. Yeah. So, anywho's, um, Joe T misses, somehow rebounds that in amongst the trees and then still gets another shot up but gets fouled. He's going to the line. I wanted to, I wanted to share something else. The, the the radio guys today, the local radio guys. Jamie asks a question every day, and the question today was which three guys could end up on all Big Twelve first team from the football team when the season's over. And the okay. general consensus was was pretty much Ben Roberts and. Uh, Taj Brooks and then the, everybody was kind of stumbling around for a third guy and sort of throwing out maybe Gino Garcia or something mm-hmm. but anyway I think Chuck mentioned Tharp and, and and I about flew out of my 
out of my shoes just thinking, well, that would be great. That would be insane if we got our tight end the ball enough to get first team all Big 12 because I think he's good enough. It's tied, baby. What but a drive in a dish by Isaacs. Holy crap. He drove, so that is, brought in three defenders, then dished it to a, a trailing McMillan. No. D5. Who then Isaacs just, has four assists on the night. Toussaint with five. Yeah. So you're he had, two. Oh. He had three defenders. <laughs> gets the ball out of that, and then D5 just slams it home although he may have traveled <laughs> he picked up his dribble at the three-point line and took about a dozen steps in the yeah in the protective circle it's fine so texas tech as you said tied after a 12 and 2 run in the last 415 yeah i'm not sure if joseph duncan is still hanging around but Anywho's, um, that's where we're at in basketball. Looking back, I guess you want to talk about uh, Saturday's game against Iowa State. I, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. We were traveling last week. I did kind of get the, <laughs> I cut the gist of what happened. I think uh, you know Washington being out, Warren Washington being out was that's something we have talked about tonight. He's out tonight a, too. Yeah, he's out tonight as well. Uh, obviously a big blow. Uh, and so Tex already challenged on size no matter what. I listened to Locked On Texas Tech today to kind of get a grasp of how the game went. And Level mentioned that Tech was outscored 28 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And points off on turnovers. On well, Yeah, points, after, points off turnovers. Uh, so, you know, Iowa State defense lived up to the hype playing at the Hilton, despite it being at 11 a.m., lived up to the hype. But the good news is, is that Texas Tech is favored, including tonight. Who knows how that will actually work out, but not favored. But according to Haslam, they're predicted to win their next three. So we're about to go on a win streak, baby. But Iowa State, yeah, I was, it seems like Toussaint's kind of, and tonight he's continued it. He's pulled out of his funk a little bit offensively, a little bit. More than a little bit. Uh, Isaacs is still struggling some, but still finding ways to make plays, as we pointed out with his assists. But yeah, with the the actual game, apologies to our devoted listeners. I wasn't able to actually sit down and watch it this weekend. So here's... Call me a... Oh, that was a good find. Joe T and uh, Pop Isaacs trying so hard to see who's going to get the most assists tonight. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Fairweather fan here. I was I expected a rough game. And early in the first half, you were going down, and it looked like you were going to go down in flames. I get looked horrendous. <laughs> and I was like, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do this myself. <laughs> I turned it off. So <laughs> we were down like 15 and playing like absolute hammer dog duty. It was just ugly. I was like, I don't, I don't have to watch this. I don't, I, I expect we're going to lose. And, and if we come back and win sucks to be me that I missed it, but 
I, I'll just, I'll, I'll be in a much better mood because I just haven't forced myself to, to sit through this. So I did miss the second half run where you pulled it back and got it, you know, back with an eight uh, to, to losing game. By, by yeah. Eight. Outscored him, outscored him 50 to 44, 50 points and a half. And one baby. Ah, oh, pop. My guy, always. I've always said this. Never, never, never doubted the man. Never doubted his offensive ability oh. in crunch time. Dude, who's number three? He just like shoulder checked him. Oh, they're saying it was on the floor? Yeah. That's horse manure. No. He rolled. We're in the bonus, though. Yeah, and, and it's pop shooting shooting free throw. So like you like yeah, that, but it's one and one. It's practically a two for two. He's six of seven on the night. Here. So anywho's. Um so yeah, I I I missed it. I, I wanted to tune into last night's game, Iowa State at Houston. Um Houston ends up pulling that one out 73-65. And what of many said this is like a, a preview for a Big 12 title game. Um I thought that score I, I'm surprised that score got out of the fifties. <laughs> Yeah, maybe the way they, they, they so there's a little higher scoring than I thought it would be with all the turnovers. Both I those think teams shed, scores. I think shed with Houston, uh, all Houston fans can thank Texas tech because we threw the first official shed is the man party when, when we went to Houston. And so I think that party has, is still going. So you're welcome, yeah. Cougar fans. We, we, we ignited that. Uh, Isaac sits them both 75, 73, minute 27 to go. W- where's our man Joe Duncan? Where, where, where you at, dude? Getting smoked in the USA. Down Joey 10. Now we're, up, now we're up two. Um, Joey D. <laughs> so you mentioned Haslametrics has, as this team, uh, projected favorites. The rest of the way out, I don't think you're going to win every game. Um, but you got tonight, obviously, home versus TCU. A great chance to get this one back from when you uh, lost in Fort Worth. Uh, has them coming into the game, had you win this one 75, 72 and a half. So like a two and a half, three point win. On track, you're up 73, 72 now. 75, 73. <laughs> he has you at 75, 72 and a half. Um, on pace to 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 eclipse that, but you've got the the margin there. Then Saturday uh, at Orlando at the fight in Orlando's um, three p.m. ESPN Plus, also a close game, but you're on the road. Projected win seventy to sixty eight. Um, you saw what kind of team and and how how feisty and scrappy UCF is. I, I guess we call them. Um, you get them at home or for them. Um, so that, that, that'll be tough. Are you, are you highlighting the, the actual score? I don't, okay. Sorry. No, I, I put the wrong one in that area, but the one you said was right. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, return home next Tuesday night, 8 PM. So we'll get another, another version of this, this style of podcast for you. Uh, Home versus the Longhorns, 8 p.m. ESPN. Again, projected 74 to 70 victory for your Red Raiders. Micah Peavy misses a free throw. You hate to see it. Um, 
UCF is a, is the 65th has a metric ranked team. Texas tech 27, uh, Texas is 32. So, uh, you've seen both these opponents before, uh, you know what it was going to take to win. Um, I, I, that's all I got for you in terms of previews because we got a, about how oh, I misses them both. Oh, and TC gets the rebound and the oh, put back. Man. Golly. Gosh, that hurts. How are we doing on rebounds tonight? Uh, let's see. Yeah, TCU is ice cold. They're two of the last 12, and that was. Do you hate to see that in the last one of the two? Um, we don't need Joe. Yep. I hate that. Oh, oh, TCU's <clears throat> out rebounding tech by 12. And one. I. Was that pop? Yes. Um, it does look like some of the lights are still out in the arena. <laughs> um, I, I've said it before, and I'm not the only one. Like, it's when it works, it's great. But I hate Joe Toussaint driving super hard and then, like, putting on the, the skid brakes and then, like, spinning around trying to find someone to throw it to. Um, but it worked right then. It did. And you're up three. Hells yeah. 39 seconds to go. 78 75. Let's play some defense. Block out. Oh, off his foot. Oh, he got the ball back. Each team has a timeout. Oh, oh. they're going to call that foul. Lindsay. It's that's Peavy, a, though. That's okay. They, uh, you're up, you're up three. Fouling up three is, is, a, is a thing to do, Michael. It's hurtful. It's still, will always be too soon. I'm sorry that I even mentioned that. <laughs> um, yeah, so you got PB at the line. Shooting two. He's two for five from the line tonight. 59% from the from the season makes the first. So, nail biter. Taking Lindsay out, putting Kern Walton's coming Walton in. in. Yeah. They're going to get some shooters in. Drawing something up to get a. Some shots in, man. Or a decoy out on the wing to open up a drive, maybe. Mayhaps. Could see that. Of course. PB hits them both. Tech timeout. <sighs> no, no timeout. Oh my gosh, how did they? Oh, <laughs> shoot. We just broke it and, and they gave Isaacs the timeout. That's all right. That's all right. Um, better to set something up than to be like running and gassing there. Um, yeah, they, they like doubled. How many times did they foul Tucson? <laughs> well, actually, that first trap's pretty clean. Then they triple him. It's actually pretty clean. He's just really, <laughs> he's just all over the place. Okay, I don't, I don't think they fouled him at all. Yeah. Okay. Some good defense. Tech with the ball up 78, 77, 23 seconds to go. 
coming out of a timeout. Let's see what gas draws up here. Cause this is, I mean, we, 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 we applauded the man early in the season for how he used timeouts. Um, granted he didn't call this timeout, uh, but you've got the time. What does he put together here? Well, it's since, um, I think I retweeted it a while back. Someone, I'm going to try to find it, ran the metrics, and Texas Tech is one of the most productive teams out of timeouts in the country. Well, there you go. And that is just not something I thought we'd ever really see. But I'm going to go try to find it. Let's see. So D5 inbounding the ball right in front of the TCU bench. Is that five guards on the floor? <laughs> yes. I can't see who's. Yes, it is. Oh, and they well, fouled you know, Tucson. You've got Darian Williams, who's kind of the good, and they didn't mean to. Oh, gosh, there's a microphone there. Spencer. Okay, so the tweet I was referring to was from our guy Austin Massey over at 24-7. He sent this on the 13th. He said, Texas Tech's performance after timeouts ranks them as the top team in Power 5 basketball per Synergy Sports data. The Red Raiders are posting an average of 1.068 points per possession and boast a 59.6% effective field goal percentage in these scenarios. Well, so out of timeouts, Texas Tech is basically making whatever shot they take 60% of the time. Tucson hits the front end of a one and one. Let's go. And gas on the sideline. No foul. No foul. TCU with one timeout remaining. Texas Tech used their last one. What are we talking about here? What's going on? Sorry. The, um, Stat broadcast is ahead of the live broadcast. So I'm watching that. I was like, no. oh, oh no. Um, all right. Tucson hits the second. <sighs> Nearly throws it out of bounds on the inbound. That was. Yeah. Oh, and they doubled and then miss on the. Defense. Oh, just an easy, an easy layup down below could have had a cardboard cutout of somebody in the lane and that would have deterred him a little bit more yeah Jacoby Coles makes a layup down or text tech up 80 yeah. 79 um and then TC calls a timeout and they throw in uh Anderson and O'Bannon take out Good Coles time. and Tennyson high pick and roll I'll get you every time if you don't have anybody if you're oh. on the switch. Oh, because D5 didn't switch. Then they, he and uh, Tucson yep. both stayed with guard at the top of the key. Uh, downside of a five guard setup there. Well, I don't know. I don't know if uh, Lindsay was in or not. I wasn't looking. No, he wasn't. No, it was D5 was the biggest. I mean, if, if, the, the there are teams that successfully run small ball. It's it's okay. It happens. You can do it. Um, can you do it in college though? 
as effectively. It, I just feel like you've got to have some really, really good shooters to do it. It also feels like good. like the bigs that you see in college are, are a little bit more athletic and they're able to move a little more quicker than the bigs you see in, in like NBA. Like you, you get a big guy in NBA, they're like usually slow. They're lumbering dudes. They're big and they, they you know, impose their will, but it's like Shaq running around, right? Whereas you get guys like Warren Washington that are nine feet long. Um, I, would, I would say that Wimby with the Spurs is going to be the uh, the exception there because he can cover. Well, I mean, you've got guys the like entire paint. Kevin just Durant standing the logo. Yeah, he can. It's beautiful. Wow, twelve win team I've ever watched. PB just Ooh. tackled Isaac's into the the courtside seats. Yeah, I was about to say the cheap seats, but that definitely those aren't cheap seats. Those aren't the cheap seats. So 12.7 have you to ever go. Sat, have you ever sat courtside at anything like that? I don't know if I'd enjoy it. No, I, I think I think it'd be too close. I'd be nerve-wracked the whole time. I'm like, I, I, I can't have popcorn. I can't have anything. It's you got to have your head in a swivel the whole time. Like, is there a ball you coming? Do. Is there a body coming? Yeah. Is there a 6'9", 250-pounder heading my way? The most, the most, some athlete that's more athletic than anyone I've ever played against in my life. Running full speed at you. And there's like, there's 30 of them out here and any one of them could just be heading, throwing the flying burrito at me. Okay. Isaac's made the first one. Tech's now up to 8179. Second free throw is good. So Isaac's on the day. 19 points, 11 of 12 from the line so far. Six, five, four. Oh, he shoots a three. Oh, he leaves it short. Oh, made rebound. Oh, he airballed it. It's okay. Just get it in. Oh, they didn't call the foul. Oh, and they didn't even foul him in time. Ball game. Oh, Oh, Dixon is hot. He thinks that Isaac traveled. They, he thinks they Isaac traveled. They tra- they trapped I he's <laughs> trapped Isaac's there. The double may have tried to get him to, to to walk there, but didn't get the foul. Didn't get the walk. Only had a, a second and a half to go. Just weren't quick enough to get the whistle. Texas Tech wins this one, eighty two, eighty one. He was like they were holding him from the beginning. Oh, he traveled. He definitely traveled. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> his left foot came off the ground and his right foot was never down. I don't think. Which yeah, is, I'd be a little upset too. The the ref was standing there. What was he looking? I mean, I I don't I don't know, man. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, so okay. You see what I see though, right? I, I didn't I, I saw his heel was up. I didn't know if the whole foot came up. I swear the whole like cause they pushed him or he lost his balance and so his he had to kind of bring his whole left foot off the ground and or fall out of bounds. Ah oh, man, they switched so fast to that. Okay, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna rewind. Well it's cause because the the game they were trying to show it's almost halfway through the first half. 
Watching San Francisco versus St. Mary's. Anywho's. That's what I was that's what I was dying to watch. Let's see here. Okay. So he catches it. His left foot is firmly down. I can't see if his right foot is up and then his left foot bumps up again. <laughs> oh yeah. He walked. Oh well, game over. Okay, but Go okay. Raiders. When 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 his when he walked, how much time was left? Uh, could you see? Great point. Because he like he, he no, could have he could have traveled. I couldn't after, see at that angle. I sure couldn't. After time expired, or like they had point two left. Okay, so you let you let TCU inbound the ball at that spot. Point two left. Like they they'd have to catch and shoot immediately. Chances are that well, may they not wouldn't have... be in that predicament if they could play any sort of interior defense or get a rebound. Well, it's okay. Ugh. Game ended. Tech Tech wins 82 81. Um, you move now to what, what, what are you now? 19 and seven, eight and five in the Big 12. You're one win away from it at the very least securing a 500 record in Big 12 play and first-year coach Grant McCaslin. When he was piecing this this roster together, man, like we, we weren't sure what you were going to get. You're, you're missing Devin Cambridge, arguably your best player, or may, may have been one of your, your, your top uh, performers this season. Warren Washington's missed now three games, uh, one with a sickness and illness, two with an injury. I don't know when he may be coming back, but his team can play small. They are getting a lot of productive minutes from Jennings and Lindsey uh, and Warren and Warren spot. Um, let's see. Pop Isaacs had 19. You had five guys in double figures. Isaac with 19. D five had 14. Joe T had 14. Kerwin Walton had 14. McMillan had nine. Lindsay had eight. Washington, Lamar Washington and Robert Jennings each had two. Um, not a great shooting night. <laughs> you shot 39% from the, from the floor uh, and 27% from three. You're only six of 22. Um, but you were 24 of 28 from the free throw line, including 15 of 16 in the second half. And you had That's nine. That's pretty clutch. To, 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 take, to win a game by one. <laughs> And make 15 of 16 free throws in, in the second half. You got That's cooked on the clutch. glass, though. 49 to 36. Yes, and we saw a couple of those at the end almost bite you. Good good hard-fought win, especially down 10. Fairly late in the game, I think with four or five minutes left, to go on that 12-2 and two run. And to, to just hold TCU scoreless, I think, I mentioned they were two of 12 at one point on their shooting there towards the end of the game. PB finishes with 10. They had six players in double figures. Good gravy. PB had 10. Emmanuel Miller had 15. Jameer Nelson had 14. Uh, Anderson, the third had 15. Jacoby Coles had 10. Eason Mustafa had 10. The other three guys that played, Tennyson, Cork, and O'Bannon 
at two, two, and three. Yeah, their bench points were incredible. Three of those guys you mentioned came off the bench. They had 38 total points off the bench to Texas Tech's 19. Yeah. A lot of a lot of stats and a lot of things in their favor, including lead time. You know, TCU lost for I mean lost led for twenty five minutes, but not in the last one point four seconds. That's all that counts. So they're they're kicking themselves tonight right now and definitely thinking that Pop Isaac's traveled. And if he did, I'm guessing Spencer there was point four, point five seconds left. Something like that. So definitely enough time to get a, an actual shot off from a uh, from a half court set. Yeah. Uh, got a comment says the volume is a bit low. Um, I can see with that the uh, the board output looks low, so you may have to catch the recording uh, of this, Nathan. But I'm not sure how to change that on the fly. I'm not even sure what would be causing it to be. Uh, turned down so much. I don't want to delay. Uh, where would that be? Riverside, maybe. I don't know. I don't know why. Why it's so I'll turn low. mine up all the way. It won't help. That's. I'll have to look into that. Um. So maybe. Maybe, Spencer, are we on the cusp of a 3-0 streak? It would be can nice. We, can we say that? Can we predict that here? Uh, you went 2-1 and one this week. You got back into the uh, uh, in the top 25 after just absolutely yeah. drilling Kansas last Tuesday night. Uh, sorry, Monday night. Um, and then maybe you got, you got a little bit of the benefit of the doubt or um, the close loss on the road to Iowa State. Helped that in a little the toughest bit. basketball conference in the country. Let's just keep reciting that over and over. Let's let's live that. I mean, it's true. It is. Absolutely it is. And the more you say it, the truer it is. Yeah. So um I got nothing else. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I mean we we we, we just got him hot like over the last minutes, so <laughs> we were just waiting for it to go. It's very instant. Yeah, uh, let's wrap this thing up with uh, what do we learn? What do you say? Okay, I'm I'm ready. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. Um, what do we learn, Michael? I took the family to the Metroplex this weekend. We got to do a lot of cool things. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Dallas. I was telling my, uh, my mother-in-law came with us and she is from Florida. And I was, I was just telling her how much I enjoy messing with Metroplex people about where I actually went in Dallas. And so anyway, uh, yeah, we went. We were in Fort Worth for a little bit, but we were actually in Dallas for the majority of the time. We were in the city of Dallas, so I don't want people from Richardson getting upset that we didn't shout out the Papados in Richardson. That's that's not where we were. We didn't go to Grand Prairie. We drove through it. Anyway, 
We went to medieval times, my man. Oh yeah. I have a, I have a seven year old girl who I take with me to men's basketball games, lady Raiders basketball games. We haven't done a football game yet because I just don't think that the attention span is there. And every time we go to a basketball game, at some point she starts asking when it's time to leave. (laughs) Usually if you're, if you make it to the third quarter, that's pretty lucky. That's pretty good. Or the second half, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, whichever one you're watching, but not at medieval times. Never once keyed in the whole time. She, she was locked in. Like if, if I could, if I could get her to be half as interested in any Texas tech sport, uh, even soccer, she loves watching soccer. And I've, I've talked about this on the podcast. We'll go to a Texas tech soccer game. And our deal is like, she'll sit with me and watch the game and, and pay attention and enjoy it the entire first half. And then the second half, she's like, okay, now it's time for me to go play. Right. I'm like, okay, sure. So then she'll go find some kids and they'll run around and play the whole second half. Anyway, medieval times, you get in there. Have you been, by the way? I have never been. It's it's totally exactly what you would expect. And then you, you so you go in and you are assigned a section. And each section has its own color. And then each color is associated with its own night. So you are automatically given a night to root for. And I underestimated how easy that would be for me to all of a sudden think that the black and white night is the best, most noble night. He fights. He's, he's, he's a, he's a real lunch pail guy. He watches film. He's uh you know, first one in last one, last one out. Just, just a real, a real night of a night. And so I was, I underestimated how little it would take for me to just be on board with, Oh, okay. I don't like the blue night then easy done. I don't like the red night. Well, I can like the red night. That was what was interesting too. So there's eight teams or there's eight nights Mm -hmm. and the way they have the, the, the arena set up is, you know, four colors sit on one side and four colors sit on the other. And they tell you when you sit down, like you can root for the four colors on this side. And so I was like, oh, okay. So we're the big 12. And then those four colors over there, the SEC. So fine. I'll boo them every chance I get. And then even if the red night or the yellow and red night or no, who do, who could I root for? Red, black and white and yellow. Dang, who was the other one? Oh, maybe there's just six. Anyway, I think there's just six. Uh, You eat with your hands. There's no silverware. They give you some soup and bowls that you just slurp out of the bowls. They give you a half chicken, which was pretty darn good. It was a rotisserie kind of chicken. You just just go to town, give you like a half potato and some corn and just check out the show the whole time. The horses are doing some really cool stuff. Uh, there's a falcon that flies around the arena. There's some, there's a falconer. 
anyway, it's expensive because what's not? But if you have a kid of a certain age and if you are a fan of any sort of sport, you will enjoy yourself because <laughs> you'll be assigned a team and then you'll you'll be surprised at how immediately you are devoted to that team. Especially when the Green Knight is kind of a showboat. Oh, that a-hole is going down tonight. Oh, oh yeah. And he was on the other, he was in the other conference from the other realm or whatever. So you were supposed to root against him anyway, but then he really turned out to be kind of a turd. One of those guys, like if he's on your team, you like him. But he absolutely. Is a oh yeah, absolutely. Else. Yeah. <laughs> he's the, he's the Cunningham of the night of the night realm. How that man still plays as many minutes he's, as he does. He's the sixth year senior. He's, he's still there. He should be. He should be working in on his uh, doctorate. I'm working as dad's insurance anyway, agent. That's what I learned. That's what I learned is my seven-year-old will probably for her entire life pledge allegiance to the white and black knight, but um, she's still learning the difference between football and basketball <laughs> and baseball. But she had herself the a terms yeah. interchange, interchangeably, yeah. Um, well, I, so I, I think I, we've done a pretty good job in, in our house to, to get a three-year-old up to speed on all that. So what are you watching basketball? It's like, you're dang right. I'm watching basketball, man. Good job. Oh, that's great. Um, Cause we, we do roll. She would say like, there's dad watching football again. Like eh. <laughs> it hasn't been football season. Basketball. Six weeks. Basketball is playing on green You'll grass. You'll be watching baseball tonight. No, <laughs> yeah. you're killing me, kid. No, it's, it's, um, Anyways, yeah, I, I just would just go back and just sing the praises of modern medicine. I say, I say modern. I mean, we've had penicillin <laughs> and antibiotics around for quite a while, but the the greatness that is antibiotics get us all back on the mend. I say all, all of us, the kids, the two boys, the strep throat. So I'm glad I'm glad you're you're becoming yourself again. Yeah. I got two girl birthdays to celebrate this week. And my wife's tomorrow, Wednesday. And then um, the baby girl turns one on Friday. Oh my gosh. That's kind of a big deal. It's been a year. So, Do you think she's going to go for the smash cake thing? Or is she just going to be like, eh, we will see sure what to do with this. And we're going to put a cake in front of her on Saturday. That morning. was a, that was a dumb question. Cause there's no way you know what's what's going to happen until you actually try it. Well, I know, but she's... I don't know why um, I thought you'd be able to predict that. <laughs> she is a fairly dainty eater. Like, she, she's, like, very particular. Yeah. She'll pick at things. Whereas, like, Hayden was, like... It was always... <laughs> he just... There was no finesse in any of his game. Um, So he, like, his smash keg stuff was a lot of fun because he just double Yeah, he went it, for it. Wearing most of it. She may, like pick sprinkles off one at a yeah. time and like, Oh, I think that's what my icing on my did. finger. Like that fix this. Eh. So we'll see. But, uh, we got that coming up on Saturday. My mom's coming into town. Um, so that'd be fun. Assuming we don't get her sick. That would be not fun. <laughs> no, she's fine. She's going to be okay. It's going to be great. Everyone's on the mend. It's we're, we're manifesting this right now. Yeah. 
So. Your daughter will not be sick for her one-year-old birthday party. No, I made the joke with with a pediatrician because it happened a couple months ago. Or not not even that long ago when they all had ear infections. Then they like got sequentially. It's like how do, how do you pass around an ear infection? That's not even a thing. Apparently, it wasn't our household. Um, because like we were in that like over the a two week span, all three of my kids went into the pediatrician one at a time for an ear infection. Um. Mm. And I made the joke like, we'll be back, we'll be back. And I, I made it again today because we were there for Thursday with Grayson. Today's Tuesday, we're there for Hayden. I was like, we'll be back in a couple days when, when the baby's turn. I was like, we'll be back in a couple days anyways because we had her one-year checkup. <laughs> we'll just batch those together. That's true. Or when she spikes a fever, I could tell, hey, just go ahead and write, write, a, write a prescription for uh, amoxicillin. And we'll, we'll, we'll be good to go. Let's just knock this out right you've, now. You've seen Two us. for one. You've seen us. We've been in here twice. <laughs> we you have no a frequent West, flyer miles card. Well, here's a great thing about this, this doctor. Uh, it was the one that he recognized the 23 personnel logo on like a jacket I was wearing. He's like, <laughs> like where do I know that from? I was like, you, you, you listen to the podcast? Like, oh, it's a podcast. You're on stake in the planes. It's like, yeah, man. So he, he's a reader. He's a listener. Um, Every time I'm in there, we talk something tech sports, which is fantastic. Today, he was like, like you, you think Warren Washington is, is going to play today? I was like, I don't know, man. I, I, that's a great question. I didn't even know he was hurt. And when he missed the game on Saturday, I was like, I, I've, been, I've been out of it. Um, but no, he didn't end up playing. You're already in baseball mode. I was. I was like, I'm, I'm looking forward to, four, to first pitch. I came first today anyways. First pitch was at six. Tip-off wasn't until eight. So... And we got, we got know, a baseball I'm, game tomorrow I'm, at noon. So, yeah, I, I do. I know, I know that I'm a baseball novice, but there is something nice about book. putting on a baseball game at work. Yeah. And I look forward to that every year. Oh man, there's a, like tomorrow that, like you said, noon or, uh, I think next Friday is at two or something like that. Man, that's mm-hmm. great. I'm just going to this Friday turn that on at the, at the office. Yeah, and, and if you're in a position where you have tickets and like, oh man, the Friday game first pitch is at two o'clock. Man, I just have to check it after lunch, I guess. Yeah. Gotta go you know, get early. one of those frosty cold Friday beers and watch some baseball. Go get a tough, tough day. Frito pie pulled pork nacho thing at the at the stadium. Pulled pork, Frito Pie Nachos, whatever, whatever it is that they call it. Um, it's fantastic eats. Anyways, that'll do it for us in 23 Personal Podcast. Text Tech takes down TCU 83, 82, 82, 81, something like that. One point victory uh, gets you eight and five in Big 12 play. Um, got the baseball opening weekend series out of the way. Game against Oregon State coming tomorrow. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LVK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.